there is one church and it is being persecuted. And I like to say there are not two bodies of Christ, not one that's being persecuted and one that's not being persecuted. There's only one body of Christ. Across the world today, millions of Christians are persecuted. They face oppression, imprisonment, displacement, and even death, simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ. These courageous believers are our brothers and sisters. We are in this together with them and we need to hear their voice. Join host Kenneth as we discover their stories today on Release International's Voice podcast. Pray for us, writes the Apostle Paul toward the end of his letter to the Colossians, that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison. A few verses later, Paul ends that letter with a simple, moving request. Remember my chains. When Christians suffer persecution for their faith in Christ, we should be concerned. We should remember them. In this edition of The Voice podcast, I'm speaking to Release International's CEO, Paul Robinson. On the eve of another annual day of prayer for the persecuted church, we'll be talking about why it is important to remember and to pray. Paul, it's great to have you back on another episode of Release International's Voice podcast. Yeah, thanks, Kenneth. It's great to have the opportunity to share with you again today. Paul, uh, it's that time of the year. It's November, so that can only mean one thing. And I don't mean the start of your Christmas shopping. It's the season of IDOP, the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. But for anyone listening who has never heard of it before, can you tell us a bit about IDOP? What is it? Yeah, I can certainly do that. It's the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, or as you've rightly said, IDOP, as some people call it. And it's a date that's been on the calendar for some years now. It was launched in the late 1990s by the World Evangelical Alliance, as a response to the growing awareness of the persecution of Christians around the world. And IDOP normally happens around the first Sunday of November, but in the UK, we sometimes move it to make sure we honour Remembrance Sunday. And I think it's fair to say that countless numbers of Christians and many, many churches all around the world now observe the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. OK, thanks. So it's a date on the calendar. And as the very name suggests, we're being encouraged to pray on that day. But let me press you a bit on that one. Surely you would want us to be praying for persecuted Christians on a regular basis. For example, Release International has an excellent prayer diary that comes with every edition of its magazine. And that diary gives us someone or something to pray for each day. So what is the value of IDOP, given that it happens just once a year? Well, yeah, that's a good question, Kenneth. And I'd say the value of IDOP is the same as the value or purpose of any festival because it jogs our memories. So to look no further, think of Christmas and Easter. The death and resurrection of Jesus is at the very heart of the gospel, the good news we're to believe and to proclaim. No Christian would say that we should only think about Jesus' death and resurrection once a year. Yet at the same time, we have this annual weekend each spring when we're reminded of how important it is. It refocuses our attention and brings us back to the heart of the gospel. And Christmas, in a similar way, 
gives us an opportunity each year to reflect together on the wonder and meaning of the incarnation of God becoming man to save us. So I would say IDOP serves as a reminder to us, both as individuals and as churches, of the reality of persecution and the challenge to respond to persecution. It can also be a starting point for some people. By that I mean I suspect there are some Christians, perhaps some people listening to this podcast, and indeed some congregations whose awareness of persecution and whose active engagement with the persecution of Christians began at some point in the past because someone suggested their church might mark in some way the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, or as I've said, IDOP, as some people call it. Thanks, Paul. Yes, that's helpful. It's helpful to see IDOP as a kind of a festival or a a marker for us. Okay, so let's get practical. Um, I'm a Christian who's perhaps recently become more aware of persecution around the world. Perhaps I got talking to one of your staff, Paul, on a stand at, say, a Bible conference. But after all, there are a lot of things, aren't there, in this world that Christians can think about and possibly get involved in. What makes the persecution of Christians so important? Why is it something that we shouldn't ignore? Wow, well, there's a lot to respond to there, Kenneth. Um, I think maybe there's a number of ways that we could look at it. So first, we shouldn't ignore the persecution of Christians, because the Bible tells us that we shouldn't. In James chapter 1, we're told that we should never just hear God's words and then walk away from them, but we should do them. By the grace of God, we should try and do God's word. And in the final chapter of the letter to the Hebrews, the writer says, remember those who are in prison. It actually means to continue to remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body. And the context for those words, I think, suggests that the writer is referring to Christians who are being mistreated simply because they are Christians. And that verse, Hebrews 13, 3, has been and continues to be a major driving force for all the ministry we engage in at Release International. And secondly, I think we should bear in mind the hugely important New Testament concept of the one body of Jesus Christ. It's one way the Apostle Paul describes the church, and it's a really powerful image when you think about it. It speaks of unity together. It speaks of a mutual dependence on each other. As Christians, we're not just part of a large group of individuals. There's something deeper than that. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul uses that body image to speak of a church as a place where everyone has a role and needs everyone else. And towards the end, he refers to caring for one another when he says this, if one member suffers, all suffer together. And if one member is honoured, all rejoice together. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 26. And at Release International, we sometimes say we are a ministry that comes from the body of Christ and to the body of Christ. And that's not just some marketing cliche, it expresses our deeply held biblical convictions. As a colleague of mine at Release International once put it, there is one church 
and it is being persecuted. And I like to say there are not two bodies of Christ, not one that's being persecuted and one that's not being persecuted. There's only one body of Christ and he, Christ, is being persecuted. In other words, the body of Christ imagery reminds us that persecution is not just something that happens to other people somewhere else in the world. Because we are one body, it actually impacts us, or it should, as Christians, wherever we are in the world. And then thirdly, if you read the New Testament with open eyes, you can actually see there that persecution is everywhere. And you also see, both in the book of Acts and in the epistles, the concern that the apostles had to strengthen and encourage those facing affliction. That is, those who are facing opposition and persecution just because they have faith in Jesus Christ. And so while I take your point, Kenneth, there is an awful lot out there in our world that Christians could get involved in. And no one can get involved in every cause. But there is something fundamental about the persecution of those who are our own spiritual brothers and sisters in Christ, if you like. And surely we must be doing all we can to be involved with them. Because, well, because they're our own family, aren't they? They are our own brothers and sisters. And surely we must not abandon them. Well, thank you, Paul, for all of those insights. Really helpful. OK, let's turn to IDOP itself then. Um, if I or my church were thinking that this is something we ought to uh, incorporate into our programme, where do we start? What happens at IDOP? Well, again, thanks for the question. And from a Release International point of view, there are two aspects to the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. Firstly, along with Friends from Open Doors UK and CSW, we're taking part in an online event hosted by the Evangelical Alliance this coming Sunday evening. That's November the 6th. And then secondly, and we've done this for many years now, we provide various materials to help churches mark IDOP in some way. OK, well, let's uh, talk about those one at a time. So first, what can you tell us about this online event? Well, it goes out live this Sunday at 7.30pm and you have to register via Eventbrite to see that. Can I just say, we'll make sure that we have those registration details in the podcast programme notes. Yeah, that, that's great because you do have to register. Um, but it goes out live, it'll run for an hour and as I said, Release International, Open Doors UK and CSW will all contribute to that online event. Each of us will bring some illustration of persecution from around the world and there'll be opportunities for prayer. And at Release International, we now talk in terms of four overarching types of persecution. We speak of persecution that manifests itself as imprisonment, as martyrdom, as flight, and that's people who have to flee, and as ongoing oppression and violence. And in each quarter of each year, we try to focus on one of those overarching types of persecution. And that way, we hope that Christians in the UK will grow in their understanding of what persecution means and looks like in different parts of the world. And as it happens, in the final quarter of this year, 2022, our focus is on those who are being imprisoned for their faith in Jesus Christ. 
So not surprisingly, that will also be our focus for the IDOP online event on Sunday. And earlier this year, Release International met some incredibly brave and faithful Christians from China who have been imprisoned at different times for their faith in Christ and who have had since to leave the country. So you'll have a chance to hear one of those stories about China at the online event on Sunday. Well, that sounds like something that's worth watching. Um, okay, you mentioned also that Release International provides ways in which churches can do something themselves, this IDOP. So what can you tell us about that? Sure. Well, some churches will be planning to give a whole service to the persecution theme. They might be doing that on November the 6th. Some might have chosen another Sunday in November, and that really doesn't matter as long as something happens to pray for the persecuted. But in other situations, there might only be the opportunity to have like five minutes focus on the persecution of Christians and to inform people and to pray for persecuted Christians in that short space of time. But whatever works best for the people who are listening to this podcast, it's just great if churches here in the UK can give at least some time on one Sunday in November to take the command of Hebrews 13.3 seriously and to continue to remember those who suffer for Jesus Christ and the gospel. And if you haven't done so before, or even if you have, we've put together some resources that you can download and use to help you in those activities. And they are available again on our website. Uh, just to say that we'll put a link to that too in the programme notes. Really good. Thanks, Kenneth. We've put together a whole suite of resources, and this includes some testimonies, some prayer points, even a PowerPoint presentation that ties in with those testimonies. And there's even a sermon outline that some might find helpful if you just want to refer to scripture and have a sermon based upon the persecution of Christians. Now, of course, you don't have to use what we've provided. Some churches have been supporting Release International over the years, and they're already well-equipped and resourced with information, perhaps from our magazine, our website, and other sources. So I know already people and churches are more than capable of putting together some material for themselves. But it is there, available on our website, to help anybody that wants to use it. OK, Paul, we've been talking about IDOP, the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. As its name suggests, it's an annual reminder, as you put it earlier, of the persecution of Christians around the world for their faith in Christ. But Paul, as you look back over the last year, is there any one story of persecution that you could share with us now? Perhaps one in particular that has gripped your heart, perhaps has prompted you to turn to God afresh in prayer? Well, well, yeah, that's a really good good question, Kenneth. There's there's always going to be one. And, well, I went to a theatrical production that Release International is producing in partnership with a group called Artless Theatre. It's called If Prison Walls Could Speak. And I really recommend people going to watch that production if they can. And again, details can be found on our website. That's Artless Theatre, If Prison Walls Could Speak. But when I saw it recently... There was an image that was projected onto the screen halfway through the production of a young boy who I met in Nigeria. His name is Abednego and he currently resides in what's called an internally displaced persons camp, which is specifically for orphans whose family members have been killed by groups such as Boko Haram 
or Fulani militants. And Abednego, when I met him, as were many of the people in that camp, they, they had deep machete wounds on their bodies and even on their faces. And I, I can't understand how anybody would ever harm a child, let alone in such a brutal way. But our partners in Nigeria are loving those children there. They're helping them through their trauma and they're seeing them being healed by the grace of God. But I can't forget to pray for people like Abednego. How could I? In fact, I couldn't even talk openly about Abednego for three months without crying because that young man is my little brother in Christ. And the reality is he's a representative of millions who suffer for Christ on a daily basis. And as Richard Vermbrandt said, who wrote the book Tortured for Christ, we must always remember them. We can never abandon them. So that's just one example, Kenneth. Little Abednego out there in Nigeria with machete wounds on his face. We cannot forget to pray for people like that. Wow, thanks for sharing that with us, Paul. That's a, a very powerful story and a very powerful image, I guess, uh, for you seeing that on that screen again in that uh, production. And I'm sure listeners to this podcast would want to pray for Abednego, to pray for his emotional healing um, in and through the scars that I guess he, he'll bear for life. But finally, as we prepare for another IDOP month, how would you want listeners to this podcast to be praying for the Ministry of Release International? Oh, well, thank you. Um, I think for all of us, you know, when we come before the Lord in prayer, we can all be led by the Holy Spirit as to what to pray for. But for us specifically, I think, Release International is not a, is not a charity. Well, it's a charity in, in the fact that it's constituted legally as a charity, but we are clearly a Christian ministry. We're not just an organisation that wants to fundraise. We're not that because money doesn't come first for us. Yes, we do need money to fulfil the calling that God has given us, but that's what comes first for us. Our calling, the calling that God has given us to love and serve persecuted Christians by raising their voice, by giving them the tools they need to live for Jesus Christ, to call Christians in the UK into fellowship with them and for us to do all we can to keep on learning lessons of Christian discipleship with them. So I think in the most simple way possible, I would ask people to pray that Release International will always be found faithful in fulfilling the calling that we've received from the Lord God, our Heavenly Father. And of course, I'd always go on asking our listeners to pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted, not for any crime, but for simply following Jesus Christ faithfully. And one way I think to pray well is to get our magazine, to get our prayer shield and to get our other resources, which hopefully will inform people of how to pray well for our brothers and sisters who in, in Christ, who are part of that same body of Christ that we are part of. That's wonderful. Paul, thank you very much for that. And thank you very much again for taking time to speak with us on this edition of Release International's Voice podcast. Great. Th thanks, Kenneth. And as I said at the beginning, I'm really grateful 
for the opportunity to share in this way and to go on raising the voice of persecuted Christians. Thanks again, Kenneth. There is one church and it is persecuted. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honoured, all rejoice together. The International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church may be just one date on the calendar, but it serves to remind us that as members of the one body of Christ, we should be concerned when spiritual brothers and sisters suffer for the sake of Christ. That concern should translate itself into active remembering. We should begin with prayer, specific prayer, informed prayer. Prayer for real people in real places who really suffer for Christ and the Gospel. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of The Voice Podcast. Please do subscribe through your favourite podcast app so you can stay connected to The Voice of Persecuted Christians. We'd love to hear your feedback on the podcast too, so please do share your comments with us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube. And if you don't already receive our free quarterly magazine or prayer alert emails, then you can subscribe on our website at releaseinternational.org forward slash podcast. Remember those who are in prison as if you were in there together with them and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Do not abandon them.